award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Hey, we're glad you're tuning in. Uh, glad to be back here at the Teleco Hatchery. Uh, we've got uh, another great episode for you today. Uh, we got John Ellis with us. He's the ha hatchery manager here. Uh, Cody Fisher is uh, owner of Teleco Outfitters. And then Caleb Lazader uh, is going to be with us. He's Tennessee Fly Company. So, or Lazader. I'm going to get it right. Um, Lazader. Lazader. <laughs> I tell you what, that's a tough one, buddy. Um, so anyway, we're glad to be here. Happy to be here. And I got Miss Mimi Barnes helping co-host. Happy to be as here. As always in her region. And uh, we're excited about today's show. Guys, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks Thank for you. having us. Uh, we've had great shows out here talking about what's going on behind us with the Brook Trout facility and, and some of that stuff. So we're just going to get an update from John real quick on uh, what he does here as the manager and kind of uh, bring us up to date. And then we'll jump in here with Cody. So, uh, tell us, John, what uh, what's your main role here as Teleco as a manager? Well, as manager. the manager here, I mean, I think it's basically just keeping everything running and tying things together. I mean, we have an outstanding staff here. I mean, they're dedicated, hardworking. Um, it's truly basically what it sounds like, just managing, you know, the logistics, making sure that things are going smoothly, making sure we have what we have. And we've come up with a lot of new concepts over the last few years that are you know very progressive and ways to try to advance our program, provide better fish and more fish, you know, throughout the entire state. Awesome, awesome. Hey, you mentioned your crew. You've got how many folks you got here working with you? Uh, right now we currently have four. Okay. Not yeah. enough. <laughs> no, well, I don't know if you ever have enough, honestly, <laughs> because we just keep to expand to do more and more things. But um, we've got some outstanding people here. Um, we really do. And their commitment to the hatcheries second to none. And without them, we couldn't do what we do. And just a quick rundown of what the hatchery actually, actually produces. Uh, well, you know, that continues to change like a lot of things up here. Um, we produce, well, we actually rear rainbow trout. We'll get those from Del Hollow um, Federal Hatchery, and we'll bring those up to size. And those are the fish that we primarily stock throughout streams. But we've also taken on several other um, tasks, such as, you know, rearing albinos. We were probably the first place in the state of Tennessee ever to actually propagate albino rainbow trout. We have those in the tank behind us right now. Um, we're also starting up our you know brook trout southern appalachian brook trout reintroduction or restoration process so right now we've got some brook trout in the building that'll be going into some of your wild streams and we've also taken on the task of trying to produce an extensive amount of quality trophy sized fish to go into streams throughout the area not just teleco and for folks listening we're just in this unassuming place you have runs like any fish hatchery does mm -hmm. but there's this little tiny building behind us it's just unassuming and it's amazing the amount of work that comes from this small place it, beautiful beautiful place too. it really is it's a i think it's an ideal location i mean besides the environmental factors we can't you know control um, typically the conditions are very conducive to raising quality fish and at the exact same time I mean, the building behind us is small but through grants and just the effort of TWRA staff I mean by the time we have it completed I mean it's been going for quite some time but with the renovations we're doing now it'll be a, a state-of-the-art facility and I, I should have uh, asked you for this in advance but I didn't but do you remember the pounds of fish that come out of here every year I mean that's a that's a kind of a, there's not a really a straight question for that mm -hmm. um, each one of our raceways here will typically have somewhere around 5,000 fish in it um, amazing so we have we try to release them anywhere 
from our standard stock size fish about a half pound up to you know eight tenths of a pound amazing yeah wow. great so work you just have to do the math on that one <laughs> yeah, you got me on that question yeah <laughs> but it's a lot of fish is what oh, i'm trying it, to well, get to yeah, a point it, of. It's, 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 a, it's a shockingly amount it, a it large is amount. it's a lot and the thing about it is we've expanded our operations now to where we're not just strictly teleco sitico um you know we're going into streams in polk county you've got fish that are coming out of teleco now that are going to streams and tailwaters throughout the state so it's awesome. a you know we're continuing to grow a lot of the ideas and you know, visions that have been passed along throughout the years have just accumulated into what I feel like is a, a very, very well-refined process up here right now. It is. Awesome, awesome. Well, Cody, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you owner of Teleco Outfitters and uh, Fly Shop, Guide Service. Uh, just give us a little background about yourself. That's correct. Uh, well, I'm fairly new to the area. We've been here, uh, we opened in April, was our, uh, wow. our opening month. Um, it's been really great so far, really well-received with the community. Um, awesome. It's pretty well... Um, uh, uh, agreed upon that you know this is a, a big uh, fly fishing area that needs something like a shop mm -hmm. and outfitters something really well received um, came from South Dakota I'm from southern Illinois originally I won't bore you with all the details but <laughs> I was out in South Dakota for 12 years guided out there worked for a shop a bit um, got most of my experience out that way uh, when we moved up here I discovered Teleco uh, as an outsider and uh, fell in love with it and mm. just knew that was a place that uh, a lot of potential and and the place I wanted to focus on and be. So, what would, what drove you to Tennessee? Climate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you ever been to South Dakota, well, they've probably got four <laughs> feet of snow right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have yet to see snow in our front yard, and we love that. So, we're <laughs> cool. okay with that. Cool. That's funny. Sometimes people in Tennessee would like to see some snow, and yeah. you're, you're trying to get away from it. That's yep. cool, though. Um, well, um, I guess one of our first questions here we had was some of the impacts you see with the delayed harvest and fishing uh, in in the area. So let's let's touch on that. What are your thoughts on that, the, the delayed harvest and fishing that we have in the area? What's, what's some of the things you like about that? Well, delayed harvest is a, is a huge draw, uh, especially for fly anglers. It's catch and release only. There's, uh, I believe, about 12 miles of water that's catch and release only um, from uh, October 1st through the end of February. Um, and uh, the stocking isn't as intense, not as many numbers per week mm -hmm. or, or month, but uh, the ones they put in there are very high quality. Mm -hmm. So it draws a lot of people up here. It's a quiet time of year. Uh, great time to be out here if you're a fly angler especially. Um, you know, you may see just a handful of people on any given day, uh, and it's as close as you're going to get to your own, you know, private stream for a lot of folks. So uh, throw some good numbers of really big fish on top of that. I mean, you know, some of these fish coming out of the hatchery are just big, healthy fish, you know, 16 to 20 inches uh, is not uncommon. Um, good numbers as well. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it attracts people from all over. Hmm. Yeah, it, it ties into our mission so perfectly and in, in the mission of the hatchery here and in, in uh, producing and providing for that industry. It's yeah. amazing to me. And it's it's really fun to hear the mm -hmm. flip side of it. Yeah. Are, is it all three species, John, that are the main three trout species we have in here in Tennessee? Is that is that what we're releasing for the delayed harvest? Uh, during delayed harvest, we'll primarily release uh, rainbow trout and brown trout. Okay. Um, it's when you get into your only native species, the southern Appalachian brook trout, mm -hmm. that's a more kind of intense process. We'll go out and actually collect those fish from their streams, propagate them here, um, rear them up, and then return them. So Back we, to their quite, Yeah. There will be stockings, obviously, mm -hmm. into the selected streams that they were brought from. But as far as delayed harvest goes, um, we typically just rely on our rainbow trout and our um, brown trout that we 
usually try to get prepared specifically for delayed harvest throughout the year. It's a really, the way that things work up here is there's just a really good continuity. Um, we have concentrated on producing younger, bigger, healthier fish. So basically we've done that just by holding them out a little bit longer. And kind of like Cody was saying, you know, it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to put a fish in a delayed harvest situation that's not capable of sustaining itself throughout the season. Mm. If it's older, if it's going to, you know, be stressed when caught and could potentially die. So what we've tried to do is produce a much larger, younger fish. And I think that they've seen that out there. And a fish like that is, you know, aesthetically second to none, beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then not yeah. to mention the fact puts up a heck of a fight <laughs> and is perfectly capable of being caught multiple times throughout the season. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that as your trophy fish and then supplemented by, you know, some very good high quality stock size fish and the weather conditions are conducive to sustaining them through the year, it just, it works out really well because mm -hmm. those fish will, you know, be enjoyed by your delayed harvest, you know, mostly flyingers throughout the year and then when we switch in March into the harvest season you know a lot of those fish are still there for those guys uh, so it works out really really well. So where where are you all seeing people come from to fish? I see people a lot of folks from uh, Alabama Mississippi um, for the south uh, for the south and us we're one of the the closest um, areas with this much opportunity uh, uh, to get up in the mountains and, and fish um, lots of folks from the upper midwest as well Hmm. Um, I see people from Ohio and, and the, uh, the Northeast coast quite a bit. So, um, yeah, quite a few folks from all over you know, not, not to mention, you know, lots of locals too, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville. Uh, you know, this is a big draw for a lot of folks locally mm -hmm. as well. So when you bring in folks to fish with you, they contact you, uh, I guess you got to help them make sure they got the right licenses and, yeah. and know what yep. they need. Is that, is that a struggle or is it? I mean, yeah, it took some learning. There's uh, different seasons on the Teleco, and, uh -huh. and your licensing depends on on the season. Um, depends on if you're out of state or um, or local, and what license you get. Um, so, if you want me to cover a little sure, bit of the basis, yeah, just so people know. Yeah, so right now uh, the Teleco is you know it's, it's pretty well known. You need a Teleco permit, uh, daily permit. That's six fifty per day. Uh, during the, the spring and summer stocking season. Uh, that runs from the 1st of March into August 15th. Um, after August 15th, you do not need a permit. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks uh, come to the shop thinking they need a permit to fish the delayed harvest. This time of year, you do not need that permit. As long as you have your uh, non-resident or state license um, with a trout stamp, which is which is given through the state, not a, not a local license on top of that. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you have that, you're good to go. Uh, sportsman's license is that's covered as well. A lot of folks have a sportsman's license, right. um, and with that, you don't need the uh, teleco permit as well if you have that sportsman's. Cool, cool. That help, that'll help folks if they're watching to uh, or listening to uh, know what what they need. So, what what do you think folks are expecting when they come to visit? What what are they what are they going to expect? Is, it's going to be cooler temperatures, cooler water, and yeah, yeah. Come prepared for anything. I mean, you know, today's not you know it's a little windy, but it's you know almost t-shirt weather. Mm -hmm. uh, last week it was down in the teens up here, so. Uh, depending on how long you plan to stay, bring bring everything, bring some layers, uh, bring a rain jacket. Just uh, be prepared for changes in weather, especially in the mountains that can change pretty quickly uh, from hour to hour. Um, as far as uh, fishing gear goes, um, I'll get into the details a bit, uh, which hopefully we'll not lose too many people on. But <laughs> nine foot five weight, most people are familiar. That's your standard 
standard trout rod. That works well in the Teleco. Um, but don't overlook the fact we've got a lot of other great streams in this area. Mm. Um, the Teleco is, is heavily stocked, but also has a lot of wild trout, uh, wild rainbows, a few wild browns. Um, there's, I believe, 20 streams within about an hour's drive of Teleco. Oh. Uh, and the majority of those are wild fish. Um, you know, we're talking six, eight, ten-inch fish, mm -hmm. um, but just gorgeous wild fish. They're, you know, they're just making it on their own. Um, and the, we're talking smaller streams, so a small rod is also, uh, you know, a good option um, if you bring a seven and a half foot three weight. Um, you know, a handful of dry flies, you're going to have a good day on these small streams as well. And it, it's rugged terrain, too. It is. Yeah, be aware of that. Be aware, you know, if you do, if you are um, not as, as uh, confident with your wading skills, I would recommend a wading staff. Um, felt uh, sole boots are also a, a good option to have up here. They do get a little slick, and it's a little tough to wade in places, so uh, make sure you're prepared for that. Um, yeah, and as far as the small streams go, there are some that are fairly accessible. Others may require a two or three mile hike to get back into. So um, just be aware of, of what you're getting into. But rugged, but beautiful. But beautiful oh, yeah. and worth yeah. it, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very beautiful. So what's some of the feedback you're seeing from your guests? Are they enjoying some of the, the trips you take them on? And Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the guide trips especially. I mean, we've only been doing guide trips in September, so that's fairly new. We're, we're taking uh, at least a couple per week. Um, we had, we've had some really great trips since the delayed harvest started. Um, we had a, we had a, a gentleman just the other day, had a, a full, full day trip, uh, had talked to him for a while about, uh, what to expect. Um, I think he ended up getting, uh, 20 plus fish and, uh, three of those were 18 to 20 inches. Wow. Uh, and, and I, day. I got a chance That's to a talk to day. him after and he was just, he was just astounded. He thought he was going to come up here, maybe catch it three, four fish in that 12 inch range. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was, it just, uh, was well beyond his expectations. Mm. So I bet that makes you smile. And that, well, it does. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of shows that, I mean, it's a cumulative process. I mean, between myself, the streams crew, Travis Scott, but I mean, we've come up with management strategies and it's really rewarding to see them work. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about it. I mean, you can try a lot of things and not have it work, but it seems like the plans that we've laid out and, you know, the processes that we're using right now are very successful and and, I, and it just seems to be getting better you know i think that in the next in the next years to come it's just going to continue to improve well we're going to bring caleb on but i wanted to first get and you gave us a few tips but what's a what's a tip that you would you would send uh, send out to the folks watching and listening uh if they're out on the water one of the biggest things uh, uh, recommendations I can give is make sure you watch water temps. Uh, we are in the southern most part of most uh, trout's range. Uh, there's a little bit in Georgia, but we're pretty much it. So we're, we're, um, we are prone to uh, uh, you know warm summers, warm long summers, and that can raise water temps uh, uh, fairly quickly. So just be prepared. Bring a stream thermometer. Um, if it's Basically, my cutoff is 68 degrees. If it's warmer than that, fish somewhere else. Mm. Um, you know, even lower is better. Um, but that's kind of the cutoff. But uh, if you're starting low, there's about 20 miles on the on the Teleco, especially in the summer. There's about 20 miles that you can fish. Uh, work your way up until you find that water in that mid 60s or less. Um, you'll find much better quality fishing. So I see a lot of people that fish real low, and in the summer. Uh, some of that section gets up into the 70s, mm -hmm. and you're not going to have a lot of luck. You may find a few, but you're not going to find near as many as if you get up high. So so be aware of your temps. Yeah. So tell folks how they can find you if they want to hire you for a trip or, or yeah, um, do you have a store locally? Yeah, the store is in Teleco Plains, downtown Teleco Plains. Um, little bitty store, but ask around, you'll find us. Mm -hmm. um, plug us into Google Maps. You know, it'll bring you 
if not right on us, it'll bring in the areas. So um, maps doesn't always work the best up here, but uh, it'll <laughs> yeah, get you it close. It doesn't work. <laughs> Plug it in before you get here. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, then maybe call and verify with me that it'll take you where you think you're going. Uh, but we, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I try to put out uh, stream reports every week, so check that out. Awesome. Um, all our information, our guide rates and everything are on the website. So uh, telecooutfitters.com. Perfect. Um, we've got a website and store on there as well, so you can find information. Feel free to contact me. I, I'm always trying to, you know, make sure and answer people on Messenger, Instagram, mm -hmm. whatever. So uh, that's a great way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. Well, Thanks. I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, good. Thanks for setting this up, Mimi. This is great. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Thanks, John. Oh, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring Caleb on. Come on in here, Caleb. Uh, Lazider, he's going to uh, talk to us about his company, Tennessee Fly Company. His dad owns, I think he told me his dad owns that, started that company. He's the manager uh, of Tennessee Fly Company. And uh, they got a lot of gear and, and things at their store. So, um, Caleb, Perfect. thanks for being with us. <laughs> hey, thanks for inviting me on here. This is a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, tell us about yourself. Just give us a little background. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I've been born and raised in Cleveland. Um, I actually have fa uh, familial ties to the Teleco Plains area. My grandmother actually w was raised in Sitico. Okay. Um, so this place is just really special to me, you know, just from that aspect. But, um, you know, fishing's been a part of my life, literally my whole life. Um, and uh, Teleco's where I really fell in love with trout fishing. Um, I didn't fall in love with it on the Hiawassee. I just fell on the Hiawassee. <laughs> so, uh, been there. Yeah. So, That's great. Uh, um, but, uh, but no, I, I, uh, I originally was in bass fishing. Um, I, I competitively bass fished from the time I was 10 years old all the way up until I was about 20. Mm -hmm. uh, went to college for it, and then um, I just kind of got burned out, and that's when I, I found fly fishing. And so went fly fishing for the first time, um, got bit by the bug, and now <laughs> all of a sudden I've got a fly shop. And uh, like, like you said, uh, we also run a Chode Outdoor Gear, um, a new waiter brand called Miss Mayfly, which is a, a women's eccentric. Uh, uh, waiter company that, okay. that the Very waiters cool. they're not just like turquoise colored uh, but they're actually made to fit uh, women's bodies cool. so we, we've um, we've created a whole sizing uh, platform for that uh, and Daiichi hooks so uh, a, a really good hook uh, manufacturer mm -hmm. um, not just on the bass side but also on fly fishing uh, we've got tons of fly fishing hooks so we kind of dove uh, head in yeah. <laughs> into the whole fly fishing gig so. so your store is here in teleco right now our store is actually in charleston tennessee okay um yep so it's uh if you take exit 33 um on i-75 you hang a right uh, on lauderdale memorial highway go mm -hmm. until it hits highway 11 take a left right before you cross the hiawassee river we're right there on your left okay Very yep. cool well, awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about what you uh, what you experience in your shop. People coming in and and uh, wanting to find some information about fly fishing or, or whatnot, and probably have a lot of questions about licenses and things in the yep. area. And yep. so, what do you run into mainly a lot of times? Uh, you know, like like Cody went over um, the the permit is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. You know, with the delayed harvest. Um, you know when do we need the permit when when do you not need the permit how much does the permit cost and uh how to get it you know obviously licensed agents um we're not a licensing agent uh but uh we we walk people through the process of hey go outdoors tennessee.com awesome. you can do That's that awesome. on your yeah. phone you know you've got the app i mean there's so many times that i've been it's uh march 1st and i go 
I've got to get my, my fishing license <laughs> yeah. on the way. And uh, we'll stop. I'll pull my smartphone out. I'll dial it in and, and get it done, or I'll put it on auto renew. Um, hey, so perfect yeah. advertisement right yeah. there. Yeah. Thanks. That's hey, awesome. I'm telling you, that mobile app is great. Sweet. Um, Thank you. It's good to hear. But, uh, you know, also just what flies to use, um, weighting, you know, what what's a good, um, you know, CFS or, or um, you know, water level to wade. When, when should we go? When should we not go? Um, and, and obviously, you know, what flies are working or, or maybe you're not a fly fisherman and, and, and you do, you spin fish, you know, Hey, is there a certain spinner that's working? Mm -hmm. What are the regs on spinners? Can I have three hooks? Can I only have one hook? Things like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So do you see a lot of that folks come in want to, and would rather spin fish rather than fly fish, but still, um, I mean, I think for our area, um, you know, we're not out in Montana. We're not out. And, and so a lot of people, they, they grew up, you know, throwing a Zepco 33 or a spinning rod. Yeah. And so, you know, that's awesome. And, and we want to encourage that. But we also, hey, if, if you're interested in fly fishing, we want to, you know, help you with that and, um, you know, get you set up and, and teach you the ways of the fly, right? It's, yeah. it's not as mysterious as it sounds, I promise. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you guys have a pretty significant online sales presence, too. Yeah, you? yeah. With Tennessee Fly Company, definitely our online presence is, is a big. Since we, pur we purchased them in, in January uh, and, and brought them on. And, um, yeah, so we've got, you know, 18.6 thousand followers on Instagram, which is, is big. And it's, it's so awesome to see that. You know, Tennessee fly fishing goes way beyond our borders. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, it's everywhere. So it's very cool. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I love the point that this this location is so ideal. Yeah. You can fly fish for a few days and then go fish someplace else. Yeah. Oh, it oh, is yeah. this ideally suited. We are in Southeast Tennessee. We are in a fishing mecca, is what <laughs> I call it. You know, if you want to be up here and chase trophy trout, you can. Two hours away, you can go to Chickamauga Lake, go after yeah. a state record bass. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's there's tons of stuff out there. Very cool. And you'll see that with a lot of the anglers up here. I mean, you'll have guys that'll come up and they'll they'll chase the trophies on the teleco for a day or two, and they'll lay into good fish, and they'll have an absolutely great time. And then they'll come up and like, you know, we want to do something a little different. And that's when you'll find, you know, recommend them up to North River, Bald River, or even like, you know, Sycamore, somewhere like that where they can fish a wild stream. Yep. You know, and something I'd like to add in on, you know, Caleb and Cody both. Um, as far as my job up here in management and going through, we do a lot of work with veterans. We do at least two veterans events a year and then as well as kids events. And these guys both as outfitters have been outstanding. Anytime I've ever oh, needed anything, awesome. it's just, it's not a if they're going to help, it's just a phone call. Yeah, you call thank them, you, you yeah. say, you know, we're having our veterans event. Would you guys be available to pro provide guide service for us? And they're here. And it's, you know, it's usually, yeah, we're here. You know, what else do you guys need? It's a uh, the assistance they've given us and it, that's what makes i think a lot of our success is just the dedication that not only twra and you know our employees have but is people like you know cody and caleb that come in here and give their own time and their own professionalism to contribute to making this successful you know because it's it's really nice to have especially like our project healing waters events the ability to give you know a combat injured veteran a professional guide for a day mm. you know i mean that's not just something that's small change i mean that's a significant thing and these guys come off the water having some of the greatest days of their lives yeah. and and something else i've seen it, it ends up being equally rewarding for them because i've seen you know you think yeah. that you're providing a service to the vets and then you end up having a guy like caleb or cody comes like man that's probably one of the best days i've had on the water but you know as far awesome. as their assistance to what we do here i can't thank them enough 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. And yeah, it kind of, fr- I, I, I do see it as this amazing partnership in that it furthers our mission. Oh, it does. Um, yeah. All, all of us are connected, whether we're on the biology side, uh, the law enforcement side with TWRA, and then us as business owners. We all work together to make this resource work and treat it responsibly um, and, you know, recruit new people. You know, if you look at uh, excise tax sales, they've kind of been ticking down, um, you know, over the last few years. And so it is. It's up to us to recruit in a a technological age to recruit people to come up, to unplug, um, and... uh, actually find themselves and be alone with themselves mm-hmm. on the river and their families and everything like that so. it, yeah it yeah. is hard to relay the beauty i keep saying it but it's a, it is a, it's such a beautiful <laughs> place and and i think uh i would imagine a lot of your guests give you that feedback about yeah. what that time away means yeah i mean you know people that get into fly fishing um everybody fly fishes for their own reason um but you know very few people you ever ask them well, man why'd you get into fly fishing almost every single time it's you know, I went through this and fly fishing was my outlet um, to get through this or, you know, hey, I really did enjoy it, but it's, it's tied to something with family. Like there's a, there's a sentimental reason as to why you get out and you fish like, yeah, you do love it. But there's something that feeds your soul mm-hmm. and not just, you know, the time out there and catching the fish. Mm-hmm. So I'd say with your business being online, have a bigger online mm-hmm. presence, you probably help a lot of people from out of out of state coming through to what they yep. need and that kind of thing. But yep. what do you see? Who do you see coming through your store and and what kind of guy you know helping them get to where they need to go? And yeah, I mean, just like Cody said, a lot of people from the southeast, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, North Carolina, but a lot of people up north, you know, uh, Ohio, Indiana, you know, there everything you go to water, you can knock on it it's hard up there in the yeah, winter time yeah. so, so they're coming uh, down here they come down here um and, and they they fish um so honestly just about anywhere uh mainly this you know uh east of the, of the mississippi river um but uh but yeah really this this entire eastern you know <laughs> seaboard comes mm-hmm. down here yeah um and and makes a trip of it so. it'll surprise you the people that you'll see coming to teleco to fish i mean we've seen people from all over the country. At our kids' event this year, we actually had people from Montana. And I thought that was like one of the neatest wow. things ever. And they had came here to fish and just happened mm-hmm. to coincide with the kids' event. But, um, you know, kind of going back to our relationship with, with the outfitters, another thing that I'd like to mention is, I mean, they are a very, very, very dependable source of information when it comes to our management. Because when you have guys like Cody and Caleb that have this level of knowledge, and you know, I can call them up and say, you know, how's the fishing? You know, and it's not, mm, you know, you yeah. know, you can get a pretty good assessment of what's going on out there as far as, you know, the bite. And from that, you can gauge, you know, a lot of what we do with our stocking and such. And then also, you know, hey, what are the fish you're catching look like? What's the fitness of the fish? And, you know, usually they're a very, very, very good indicator of, you know, the fitness, the overall health of the fish. And from that, we can determine if we need to be adding more, if we need to be cutting back. I mean, it's, just, it's a very, very good partnership. Awesome. In all aspects. Yeah. So, Caleb, one more time, where can folks find you? You can find us on uh, online, tnflyco.com, or on Instagram, tnflyco, Facebook, tnflyco as well. Awesome. So, we'll try to tag these guys and, uh, and make sure everybody knows who they are and, and share their information on our, our social media channels. and, and uh, 
appreciate you being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank thanks, Caleb. And uh, thanks, Cody, for being on. And uh, John, always thank you for yes, sir. No, thank you for, for coming up, jumping in here again with us. Uh, it's uh, great to be at Teleco Hatchery and uh, see what the, all the work's going on here. So. Great to have you here. And today we're halfway warm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to shed the jacket here in a minute. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, Mimi, thank you. My pleasure. As, a, as always, you do a great job for us and uh, lining this up and the work that you do. So. Appreciate you and appreciate the audience. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep tuning in. Keep coming back. And we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.